My Mom's Podcast is brought to you by Cure International. Cure heals kids. And then they tell them about Jesus. Find out more at my mom's website. Come to lifewithlisawilliams.com and then click on Cure. Hashtag thanks for listening. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. I truly laughed out loud. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talk to the mailman. Is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is is life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. So on yesterday's show, I was talking to Dwight just about how messed up I was yesterday and wanting to have a time when my soul was refreshed um, because Julie Thomas had recommended that I read Soul Keeping again from John Ortberg while I'm on vacation for a couple of weeks. But Dwight took it much deeper, Julie. I mean, Dwight definitely said, let's talk about the soil of your life. Please go back and listen to yesterday's show if you haven't. He talked about the parable where Jesus explained to the disciples that the kingdom of God is like seed. And if it's going to bring forth a lot, the soil has to be right. So what is your soil like? So I was just telling all that to Julie and she really started speaking into my life. And so I said, stop talking until we can get to the microphone (laughs) and just like unpack a little bit, if you would, Julie, just about what God did. This is what God did in Julie's life when it comes to trying to manage your own sin as opposed to transforming your soul or letting him transform your soul. So what I, I appreciate you, Lisa, so much on just being so real. Who does that? Who gets on a radio show and says, yeah, I'm kind of messed up. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of jacked up right now. I am. I know. <laughs> but that's why we love you. Isn't that true? We just love you because you're so real. Thank, Thank you, you so much for doing that. And I, I, I'm guessing a lot of us of several years ago when Crazy Love came out by Francis Chan, yes. we read that book. And it's, it's probably one of my top five books, Soul Keeping and Crazy Love are amazing books. If you haven't read them, you absolutely should stop listening right now and go to the bookstore and get both of them. But in that book, Francis Chan talks about that parable of the soil and how I think as Christians so oftentimes, and this is kind of his words, that we read that story and we've heard it a hundred times that, you know, the seed will fall on this kind of soil and that kind of soil. And, and we as believers just go, well, I'm, I'm always the good soil. I've always just got pure, soil and it's all good. But Francis makes this argument going, why do you assume that your soil is awesome? Because a lot of times it's not. But I think because we live in Christianville, Dumbtonville, <laughs> we we just assume that we're, that we're, we're fine. Ones, right? We're all good. It's not true. And it's so not true. And God really struck me with this a couple years ago. I have four kiddos and we went from, uh, someday I'd love to share my story just about how we got all these kiddos in such a short amount of time. We have three adopted and, uh, then along came our little biological surprise and we went from <laughs> one to four kiddos in 20 months. So in under two years, we went from one to four and they were all under five years old, two of them from a different country. And, and I, I, I was, I was a wreck. I was a total wreck. And, and I just realized within me that I just, I started to get frustrated a lot more with my kids and, and, and anger 
began to be a part of my life. And I, I had no idea in the moment where it came from. I thought, oh my word, I've prayed for these kids for forever. What's wrong with me? Why am I getting so mad at my kids all the live long day? And why do they just, they don't just push my buttons. Like they have a party. <laughs> they have an absolute heyday on my buttons. And, <laughs> and what am I supposed to do with this? And so one day we were, we were all at home and all four kids were just whatever, crazy. And again, they're still pretty little. Zachary wasn't even a year yet. And I think my oldest might've been around four or five, somewhere in there. And I remember I was in the boys room and I was so mad. I don't even know what they did. Who, who knows? You never remember what they did exactly. I just got so mad. I got so mad. And I knew if I didn't leave that room in that second, that somebody was going to burst into flames. It was either going to be me or it was going to be one of my children because I was so upset and I got into my room and I closed the door because I needed a second and I stood there in my bedroom and God asked me the most poignant question that he could have asked me in that moment and he said, is this what you want? Is this what you want? Because I realized in that moment that I was shaking. I was so upset. I was absolutely shaking And, and I thought, what is wrong with me? And God broke through the crazy and he asked me, is this what you want? And then he took me in two different directions. He took me 10 years down the road in my mind. He said, Let, let's visit 10 years down the road. Is, is this where you want to be in 10 years? Is this, is this what you want to be? Do you want to be this emotionally stunted, I'm always mad at my kids kind of woman? Is that who you want to be 10 years from now? You want to be struggling with this same garbage 10 years from now. Is that what you want? And of course I had to say, well, no. And then he took me in the opposite direction. He took me back. He took me way back to kind of remember, hey, remember when you were growing up and you would go to family reunions and all the women on your side of the family would just get good and mad. They would just be mad about whatever. Somebody somebody at our family reunions when I was a kid was always mad at somebody. Isn't that kind of how family reunions seem to go? It's like somebody was mad. Some woman was mad at some other woman, whether it was my uh, aunts or, or cousins or whatever. Somebody just always got good and mad and they'd just leave good and mad and they'd stay that way. They wouldn't talk to somebody or there'd be drama or they wouldn't talk to him for weeks, months, a year. Some of them still don't, still to this day, don't talk to one another because they just got good and mad. And, and God pointed me back in that direction and said, that is what your history, that is what you have grown up in. Is that what you want to carry into your kids? Is that the legacy that you want for your kiddos? And so I stood there kind of in between both sides, looking at my future and looking at where I've come from. And God just asked me again, is that what you want? And I just said, well, of course I don't but I don't know what to do because this is all I know. This is all I've ever known. I've just known you just get mad about stuff. And I, and I just thought, but God, if this is not what you want for me, then, then I don't know what to do. And so at that time, I just, I just started to pray about it because I didn't know what to do. I'm like, God, I, I don't know how to be any different. And at the time, um, Inside Out by Hillsong was really popular. My heart and my soul Lord, I give you control Cause you mean from the inside out oh, Let justice and praise Become my embrace To love you from the inside out 
I would get to church and because what is it about Sunday mornings? What is it about kids, little ones, and Sunday mornings going to church? Oh, my goodness. I think the biggest fights that we ever got into as family was on Sunday mornings before church. I don't know what it is about Sunday mornings, but especially as a pastor's wife, because my my husband had already gone, and so it's just me getting all the kids around on a Sunday morning, getting them to church, getting them into Sunday school class, getting them all checked in to all the different places they need to go. And so I stumble into Sunday morning, and that song that our worship team would be playing that song and tears would just stream out from my eyes. A thousand times I failed. Still your mercy remains. And should I stumble again? Still I am caught in your grace. And I would just cry and I would just, I would just want to hide in, in the back of church because I'd screwed up again. I'd screwed up again and I'd gotten mad at my kids or I'd yelled at them on the way to church. And what God had to do in, in my life, and I'm so grateful that he did this, that he he spoke into my life going, Julie, I think what you want is you want to learn sin management. You want to learn how to just do better, how to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, how to just do this right, how to read the right book, how to make it better, how to figure this out on your own when that's not what I want at all. I want to come in and do a transformational work with you from the inside out to really completely shift and realign who you are and change you from the inside out. This has nothing to do with sin management. This has nothing to do with you just go in and get it right. Dang it. Figure this out because you are a grown woman. You're smart enough. You can figure this out. Now go do it right. That is so reading my mail. I wonder if anybody else feels that way. Like you see something, a character flaw or something in your life that you shouldn't do or God shows something to you and you think, well, I've always been this way. I don't know how I fix it, but I'll figure it out. I'll fix this. I will change. And then you don't Mm -hmm. and you fail again. And then you feel guilty. And then you feel guilty. And then you're like, oh, I'll do better, God. I'll do better, God. And he's saying, stop trying to manage Mm -hmm. your stuff. Surrender your stuff and let me transform you from the inside out. Right. And so it was kind of two parts for me. It was one, one, me realizing that I was doing this, that I, that I, would, that I had a problem, <laughs> that maybe my, my soil wasn't as pure and lovely as I thought it might be, that maybe I've got some issues with, with some anger with my kiddos. And so I think one is the realization that, dang, <laughs> I, might, I might have a problem here. And, and then two, realizing that if I was going to do anything different about it, it was going to have to be Jesus that I couldn't just fix it and and read the next book or make the right decision because apparently I I can't. I can't figure this out. And it was no longer going to just be sin management. It was going to have to be God's transformational work. And so I, I sat down with him and I'm like, God, I've seen you do this in other people's lives. I've seen people with addictions get miraculously healed and changed. I've seen you restore marriages. I've seen you do the work in other people's lives. Would you really? It was almost, it was like hope and too good to be true because it, it was just the way that I'd known, right? And, and I'm guessing that there's, there's something in you. It's like, I, I just, it's who I am. It's just the way it's always been. And if you were sitting right here with us, I would look at your face and I would say, you do not always have to live this way. You do not always have to go and, and just be who you just dread on the inside. That is not truth. That is not truth about who you are, how God's made you at all. I think that's a lie, Lisa. I think it's a lie when we start to believe, well, that's just who I am. I'm just an angry mom. I think that's a lie. I think it's a lie when we just believe, well, I just, I just can't figure this one out. And and it's just always going to be tough. I, I, I just, I just am going to always battle 
this, whatever that is. Maybe for you it's perfection or maybe it's an addiction or maybe it's just going, I I don't know how to figure out my finances. Whatever that is for you, I think sometimes we just live with it so long that it becomes the norm. And there have been several things in my life, even just within this past year going, God, I don't want to I don't want to be this way anymore. Can you really change me from the inside out? Can it look different? And I think to even just even have that conversation with the Lord ushers in just hope and and freedom and to go, it could be different. Hope and freedom. Mm -hmm. That's his name. Mm -hmm. It's Jesus, you know? Mm -hmm. And when I'm with Julie, um, one of the reasons I want her to be my best friend forever until the day I die, and one of the reasons I want to be in her life and her in my life is because of her love for him. Like she knows Jesus and she loves him. And I've seen as she speaks about him, I've watched her. I mean, I just got something today is my bottom line. I just got something I needed to hear reminded that Jesus is not just a pretty picture on the wall. He's not just a nice concept. Um, he is the transformational God who died to give me freedom mm-hmm. in areas where I think, well, I can never be free of that because that's just how I am. And I'm just going to be a screw up forever in that area. I just got a big cup of hope. So hope you did too. And um, you can find Julie at lifewithlisawilliams.com. If you click on her picture, you can hear all the different shows that she's been in. And um, we're going to have her back really soon because we want to hear her adoption story. She touched on that today a little bit. And I just wanted to unpack it for us. Um, and maybe somebody who's been praying and dreaming about that, maybe she'll have some keys to that for you. So, hashtag thanks for listening. A thousand times I feel still your mercy remains. Should I stumble again? Still I'm caught in your grace. Everlasting, your light will shine when all else fades. Never ending.
Cause you me from the inside 